You're listening to the Awaken Podcast, brought to you by Father's House. Here's your host, Doyle Bradford. Thank you for joining me for today's Awaken Podcast. I hope you're having a great day wherever you're listening to the podcast. On the last podcast, I spoke to you about the power of the tongue and life and death is in the power of the tongue. Today, I want to talk to you about what the Bible calls corrupt communication. I believe many people are operating in corrupt communication and may not realize it. But the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. So we see here, corrupt communication grieves the Holy Spirit of God. It says, don't speak corrupt communication, but speak that which edifies and speaks grace to the hearers. So here then, we can recognize what corrupt communication is. Corrupt communication is any communication that speaks the opposite of something that edifies and speaks grace. Instead, it's used to tear down. Instead of edifying, instead of speaking grace, we curse. So we tear down, we curse with our words. This is corrupt communication. And actually, corrupt communication is addressed multiple times throughout Scripture. In Titus chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, it tells us to be subject to principalities and powers, to magistrates, to be ready to every good work, and speak evil of no man. Colossians 3 tells us to put off these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, and filthy communication out of your mouth. So we can see there that anger, wrath, malice, and blasphemy are considered filthy communication. We have um, 1 Peter 2 says, laying aside all malice and guile, hypocrisy, and envy, and all evil speaking. So all these things mentioned come under corrupt communication. So I want to go deeper into what some of these things mean. Uh, Let's talk about wrath. What is wrath? Wrath is an outburst. It's short term. It's not long term. If you've ever had the situation where someone's made you angry and you completely uh, just lost control and for just a a moment or two you, you absolutely had an outburst where you allowed your tongue to say wrong things. This is what the Bible calls wrath. It's an outburst. It's short term. And of course, the Bible tells us not to practice that. That is uh, corrupt communication. Then we have anger. 
anger, when we're speaking words of anger, it involves punishment. Anger is more long term. When we get into anger and words of anger and communicating anger, the the goal here is we want to make somebody pay for what they've done. We begin to speak words where we we want them to pay a price for uh, what they've done, or our anger causes us to want them to pay a price. This is also corrupt communication. Then we have the word malice. Malice is where we begin to desire to do something. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do to them. This is what I'll do. This is malice. It's also considered corrupt communication. And then we have something that is absolutely catastrophic and and detrimental to any team, whether it's in the church, whether it's in business, wherever it is. Gossip is, is considered evil communication, corrupt communication. Now, what is gossip? According to looking at the the Greek word for gossip, it literally means to whisper. It's a whispering to quietly. So someone who gossips is someone who whispers behind the back. See, if you've ever, I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but if you've ever came into a room and you see someone over in the corner and they're kind of talking low and whispering, this is most likely gossip. Gossip is a secret attack on a person's character. Anytime that you speak evil of someone and their character to someone else and you do it in an in a hidden way you're participating in gossip and i've heard so many people say over the years now i'm not trying to talk about anybody but well when you do that you're having corrupt communication you're not trying to talk about anybody you are talking about somebody and you're maligning their character Secret attacks on a person's character, done covertly, done quietly. This is gossip. I want you to understand something. Anytime someone will talk to you about another person without their knowledge and attack their character, they will absolutely do the same thing to another person about you. When you see this corrupt communication, you need to see that as a red flag because make no mistake about it. If they're going to talk to you about someone else, they're going to talk to someone else about you. And I want to tell you something else that's a great principle of relationship. If you tell someone else the problem before you actually go to the person you have the problem with, This is gossip. The Bible is clear. Go to the person that you have an issue with. 
the minute that you go to someone else, instead of going to the person, you are participating in gossip. Now, an exception to that might be your spouse, um, you're just trying to vent and get things off your chest. Yes, that's, that's okay. But the minute that you start talking about someone behind their back, you're talking about them, you're talking, making attacks on their character without going to them. You're gossiping. You need to quit it. It undermines unity in whatever organization you're in. It will undermine unity. And the and, and interestingly enough, this word gossip, one of the words for gossip in the Greek, literally, it, it, it's the, a word for the sibilant murmur of a snake charmer. Did you hear that? Someone who participates in the communication, the ungodly communication of gossip is like the murmur of a snake charmer. It is very, very evil. It's corrupt communication. Then we also have the word slander. It mentions slander being corrupt communication. A slanderer is a false accuser. It's unjustly criticizing to hurt, malign, and condemn or sever a relationship. Did you hear that? This is willfully speaking things, accusing people in an effort to sever their relationship with someone else. Now, this is the word diabolos. In the root word, the root of the English word devil. Yes, that's right. So when you participate in slander, in accusation, you're actually functioning as the devil. There are two ministries. There's the ministry of accusation and slander, and there's the ministry of intercession. So when you use your tongue to accuse others, to slander others, in an effort to destroy relationship, you're participating in the ministry of Satan, which is accusation. It's what his name means. This is corrupt communication. Then we have another word that means backbiter. This is also uh, an accuser. means to uh, make charges that bring down or destroy. So Satan functions in this ministry of slander. That's what his name means, Diablos, devil. Let's look at a few more. Debate. Debate is corrupt communication. Have you ever met anybody that they just want to argue, quarrel, no matter what you say, you say it's black, they say it's white. Um, A lot of times, you know, you see this around religious discussions. A religious spirit loves debate. It loves to debate and argue pet doctrines. So what it does is it leads to quarreling and strife, debating. This is corrupt communication. 
we don't need to have a comeback or we don't need to have a response of debate and arguing with everything that's said to us. You don't have to have a response. Then we have this word malign. This is corrupt. It's using our words, using evil words to make one suspect evil in others. Oh, I wouldn't trust them. Don't you trust them? No, let me tell you about them. See, this is maligning. It's making one suspect evil in others. It's giving a malicious interpretation of the actions of others. And I don't know about you, but I've had people who maligned others, who made, tried to make me suspect evil in others, and then I have met that person and found out that my experience with them was not that at all. But when you're practicing this corrupt communication, you malign others simply because you want to destroy their credibility in the mind of the person that you're talking to. You want to plant in their mind the thought of evil about that person. This is also a corrupt communication, again, which the Bible's clearly telling us not to do. Now then, in these scriptures, it mentions whisperers. Now, a whisperer, we talked about slander, but when the Bible talks about whispers, it is talking about a secret slanderer, and then it talks about backbiters. What is a backbiter? A backbiter is one who slanders openly. So we have a whisperer who is a secret slanderer. Then we have a backbiter which slanders openly. Both are corrupt communication. Any form of slander, whether it's secret or whether it's open and backbiting, it is corrupt communication. Then we have people that are despiteful or spiteful. This is a person who's a wrongdoer to others for the pleasure of inflicting pain on them. You take pleasure in injuring others. You can do this with your words. You can you can spitefully say things to people just to injure them. This is also corrupt communication. Again, the Bible clearly tells us that we are to speak things that edify, not things that that tear people down. So we do not need to be speaking these spiteful words. Then we have boasters. Have you ever been around a boaster? This is corrupt communication. A boaster brags about things most of the time which they do not even possess. A, a second word translated boast means to boast about things one has with contempt for others. You, you brag on what you have, but the goal is contempt, to make others feel bad about themselves. This corrupt communication of boasting is the one that says, I have it, you don't, nanny nanny boo boo. I've got it, you don't. I'm going to rub it in your face. I'm going to constantly remind you that I have it and you don't. This is a boaster. 
And then we have covenant breakers. We don't often think maybe about that in regards of corrupt communication, but it is. It's corrupt communication if I say I'm going to do something and then I do not abide by my word. This is what's called covenant breaking. And I believe it is very much uh, running rampant in the world today. People's word used to be their bond. It used to be a handshake and a yes. Now that really doesn't happen a whole lot. So being a covenant breaker is to refuse to abide by your word. It's saying something that you don't follow through on, which is a corrupt communication. Then we have this word blaspheme. Uh, Jesus said, those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man. Out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, and blasphemy. What is blasphemy? Blasphemy is abuse against someone. It denotes slander in a way of releasing evil reports in a, in a way to ruin somebody's reputation. This is blaspheming them. It's saying things of abuse against them in order to ruin their reputation. This is blasphemy. Then we have, the Bible says, do not speak evil. One of the ways that we speak evil, it mentions the word railing. This is also the same as blasphemy. This word railing is blasphemy. Then it mentions speaking guile. This word guile means to decoy, trick, bait, deceit. What is this? This is using words to speak in a way that we manipulate someone. Get people to say something that we know we're going to use against them later. It's very underhanded, and and it's really operating in witchcraft. Saying something in a way to manipulate someone else. You can get someone to say something You can bait them into, trick them into saying something that you're later going to use against them. This is called guile. It is corrupt communication. It's very evil because it it really is witchcraft, which we may talk about at some, some point, simply because witchcraft is using your words to manipulate someone. Witchcraft, the Bible speaks of witchcraft as a work of the flesh. It has everything to do with the use of the tongue to manipulate people. So this guile, this trickery, this baiting, this deceit is corrupt communication. And of course, we talked about accusation and slander just a little bit. I want to spend just a couple minutes really going over that because the Bible has something very important to say about this accusation. I want to read this to you in Isaiah 58, 8 and 9. 
We claim this promise. We love this promise. It says your light will break forth like the dawn and your recovery will speedily spring forth and your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. You will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. Wow, what a promise. What a promise to rejoice in. And I've heard many people teach that. Many people claim that. But they stop right there. But if just past, he will say, here I am, is this this sentence. If. If means all the things that we've previously said. Light breaking out like the dawn. Recovery springing forth, righteousness going before you, the glory of the Lord being your rear guard, answers to prayer. All of that is contingent upon if, and here's the if, if you remove the yoke from your midst, and it tells us what the yoke is, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. Did you hear that? All of those blessings are negated and kept out of our life if we do not stop the pointing of the finger that's accusation and speaking against the wickedness of others he said if you remove the yoke the the yoke is the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness and accusation Come on, I'm telling you, there there are people today that their blessing is being blocked because of corrupt communication and speaking evil and speaking wickedness and speaking accusation against people that they do not like. And sometimes that's out of jealousy. But the pointing of the finger, the accusation, the speaking wickedness keeps us from these great promises. The pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness That's accusation. And so to accuse someone means to charge them with a fault or offense. Means to point the finger at what they're doing wrong. Do you focus on what people are doing wrong or do you focus on what they're doing right? We spend more time focusing on what people are doing wrong than we do encouraging them. Remember Corrupt communication is not speaking that which edifies. When it's not edifying someone, it's corrupt communication. So we can tend to spend more time focusing on what people are doing wrong rather than encouraging them. And in all honesty, this is the very core of the religious spirit. I did a podcast early on on the religious spirit. But the very essence and core of a religious spirit is this finding fault and and concentrating on what people are doing wrong. The Pharisees believed they were doing the will of God by crucifying Jesus. See, when we and the other thing is when we when we are speaking these words of accusation, when we're pointing the finger, when we're having or throwing out accusations and having corrupt communication, it causes us to be yoked, to be bound, to be restricted. Now, here's a mindset among most, among many rather. It says, many say, but yes, I got. A, I have a responsibility to tell them and bring them correction. 
Now, I come from a background of the prophetic movement. And unfortunately, many immature prophetic people have thought that having a prophetic gift means you're anointed to go around correcting everybody and everything. This is not true. This is actually coming under the, the, the covering of corrupt communication. There is no gift of correction found in the Bible. It is not a spiritual gift. You have not been appointed to fix people, nor have I. This is a religious spirit. It's corrupt communication when you go around constantly picking out what people are doing wrong. No matter what your office or place in the church, you've not been appointed to run around bringing correction to everyone. As a matter of fact, when you go into someone else's church, you should come under the authority of that house, which means you're not you're, you're not there to bring correction to someone that you don't have relationship with. Correction without relationship will always equal rebellion. And when we find this need to correct people all the time, this is a position of pride. And ultimately, pride brings destruction. Sometimes people do this because they feel like they know more. Well, I have wisdom that they don't have. I need to share my wisdom with them. Let me leave you with this. James 3.17 says, The wisdom from above is first pure. It's peaceable. It's gentle. It's reasonable. It's full of mercy and good fruits. It's unwavering without hypocrisy. Think about that. So the words that we're speaking should be pure, not polluted with our own belief system and hang-ups. It should be peaceable. If you're speaking the wisdom of God, the fruit will be good. See, many times we want to give people a piece of our mind. And I'm convinced that some people have spent so much time giving people a piece of their mind that they have no mind left. But when you speak the wisdom of God, it will lead to health, growth, and not strife and division. Correction without relationship brings rebellion. So the yoke is the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness and corrupt communication, speaking against others. So I encourage you today that if the Holy Spirit shows you and reminds you of any place, any of these things that we've covered, accusation, slander, maligning others, that you would repent today, that you would break the curse in your life that may be operating because of the pointing of the finger. Some of you need to forgive previous leaders. Previous, Some of you need to forgive family members because this is keeping you bound. You're not experiencing the full blessing of the Lord because of corrupt communication. So I want you to take a moment. I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. I want you to renounce corrupt communication. And I want you to move past it. And I want you to begin to speak words of affirmation and life. Speak life, not death, with your tongue. 
thank you for joining me today. We will talk again next week. Thank you for listening to the Awaken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe. To stay up to date, like our Father's House Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at Father's House IC.